Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Great Nintendo Rivalries, Mario versus Donkey Kong, Link versus Ganon, Alien versus Predator. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I'm joined as I'm always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Here we sit on a Thursday night. Yes. Recording our Thursday episode. Right. Yeah, it's a... And look, obviously, uh, we thought there was going to be some kind of uh, Nintendo Direct presentation. We believed the rumors. We And that's uh, our fault. It's on us. Uh, and I guess another place where I want to just like accept a little bit of culpability here is I feel like I started the Madam Web pile on <laughs> before I realized that everyone was going to do it. <laughs> I feel a little bad. <laughs> I mean, of course, we all went to see it. Of course, uh, we all went night. to see <laughs> Madam Web last night. That's yeah. why we didn't record last night. Uh-huh. Feb Webwary. Webuary, right? Webuary. <laughs> Uh, no, it's just, it's, it's been very funny the last couple of days to just see like the sort of avalanche of, uh, uh critical reviews it's right. gotten, uh, uh, when like we were having such fun with how crappy we thought it was going to be. <laughs> now it just seems like that's what everyone's doing. <laughs> um, but no, we've got a good, uh, oh, uh, of course, oh, banana to you, Mark. Oh, uh-huh. And I w- guess... We didn't really settle on what my. It thing is was Mario going to versus be, right? Donkey Kong month. We are three weeks in. Mark has not settled on a catchphrase yet. You've done some signature gestures. Yes, uh huh. And I, I feel like we'll get there by the end. I don't have one to offer tonight. All right, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, but but I do think by the end of Mario versus Donkey Kong month, I feel confident that I will have a catchphrase, a true. Honest to God catchphrase. I'm just, we are three weeks into the shortest month of the year. Well, no, I mean, it's five, it's five Thursdays. Like, I know, like I know. It is, it is five Thursdays, uh-huh. which is remarkable. Um, But okay. All right. You've That's got a lot of Thursdays in the shortest month of the year. I agree. This, this month is mostly Thursdays. And yet Nintendo couldn't, couldn't find a, a play, a, a, a Thursday to fit a direct in. I'm do you, surprised. Do you think they're waiting for you to settle on a catchphrase? <laughs> oh my gosh. Am I responsible for I think the you might. Of... I think you might be. Yeah. Look inward is all I'm saying. I, I bet uh, Miyamoto wearing his Pikmin t-shirt went into the Nintendo servers and just deleted the Nintendo Direct. There was one planned. Right. Well, he picked up a red phone and said, has Mark uh, settled on a catchphrase yet? Uh-huh. And the Nintendo of America intern right. that is tasked with listening to Every episode podcast. of this show. Right, yes. right. Yeah. <laughs> told them no yeah that's right the this this intern you know it, it, they have what three four month internships before right. they go back to school and every intern every three or four months is tasked with listening to our entire back catalog right of over 700 episodes right well because they got to get all the inside jokes as they like listen to the new episodes right right um actually kind of pride uh i am proud of our uh lack of inside jokes on on this show um 
We do some table for one, I feel like, is, is but it doesn't come up that often. You yeah, know? I mean, it helps that we're not that funny. That definitely helps. Also, not the kind of joke we normally do. <laughs> All right. If you would like to support us, you can head on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, and if you are contributing there at the 8-bit or 16-bit levels, you get access to our once-a-month episodes of miniseries where we do all kinds of different things. We are currently doing NCS Arcade. That's right. We are playing games from Nintendo Switch Online and Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack that we have never beaten before. Mm-hmm. So last month we talked about The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap, and had a good conversation about that. And right now we are preparing to record an episode on Jet Force Gemini. I always I feel like you don't have it committed to memory. No, what, what's I, happening there? I, I, al- I always want to call it, what is that? The uh, uh, the Sega game, the um, uh, Jet Set Radio. Uh, I always yes. want to call it Jet Set Radio. I've, I've been playing Jet Force Gemini. I promise you. It is not Jet Set Radio. No. No, I think it's probably a worse game. Um, But yes, uh, we'll be playing that shortly. If you would like to play along, you should. Um, And if you want to get in on any conversation about that, you should head on over to our Discord, which is... uh, You have to email us, uh, and we'll send you an invitation. Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. And if you have uh, any observations or questions or whatever about your experience with Jet Force Gemini and you want us to talk about them on the show, you should email us directly at that e- email address. Um, and that's just an easier place for us to like compile that stuff for use on the recording itself. I would be so curious. I, I just really want – I would love to hear from people who played this game originally like when yes, it first came out. I, w- I would like that perspective, yes. Yeah. So th- th- uh, if that is you, hit us up. Yeah, and if you are just playing it now and also wondering what everyone else's experience is, email us that that too because uh, uh, lo- lots of uh, lots of like gut reactions that I have continuously while while playing this game. Yep. Um, one last thing to plug before we get into the main part of the episode. Uh, I well, actually let's let's plug a, a couple things. Uh, you and I appeared on an episode of the Call Me by Your Game podcast with uh, previous guests on the sh- uh, show, Drew Mackey, as hosted by previous guests on the show, Connor McCabe, uh, where we listed our top ten video games of all time. That's right. That was a super fun episode to do, and you should definitely check that out. Yeah, and my list is more like twelve games. <laughs> Uh, I guess mine is technically eleven. Yeah, it's yeah. ten in a song. <laughs> yeah, is basically that's what right. It came that's down right too. Um, and if that uh, doesn't make sense, but is intriguing to you, you should check out the episode. Uh, also, I was on an episode of uh, Video Games, a comedy show hosted by Jeremy Schmidt, where we were talking about the uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII reunion. So you can check that out as well. Also, my first issue of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle source book comes out a week. Oh my gosh! Uh, it, le- it comes out next week. Oh my it gosh! Comes February twenty first. Um, it is all, all of my musings on uh, the characters and events and special items and whatever of the IDW Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, issue one. This encyclopedia sort of thing uh, comes out next week. So head on into your local comic book store and pick one up if you are interested. All right, Mark. Uh, let's. Uh, we've had fun talking about Mario versus Donkey Kong as a series. We've had fun talking about Mario as a series versus Donkey Kong as a series. Now let's have fun with the verses and discuss some other Nintendo verses. Mark, I feel like whenever we get into these theme months, 
we end up doing a lot of stuff that's like grounded in reality, right? Yes. A lot where we're talking about games that exist. Uh, but uh, we thought there was going to be a Nintendo Direct. We're getting loosey-goosey. We're going to narrow in on this versus. Uh, and so we, we're going to pitch our own Nintendo versus, right? That's right. And I feel like the like we talked about in week one of Mario versus Donkey Kong month, um, the Mario versus Donkey Kong series has seen a lot of different variations and a lot of change. So it, yes. So for me, it was kind of uh, easier. I get like when I was coming up with my list, I was able to say, "Oh, this is more like this type of Mario versus Donkey Kong game." Oh, interesting. In, like, okay. Play style versus something like this, which would be more like this other type of Mario versus Donkey Kong game. Well, so I was gonna ask, like, uh, what to you does the versus in a video game, and like sort of specifically spinning out of the Mario versus Donkey Kong, what does that versus actually mean, right? Because like in my mind, the Mario versus Donkey Kong games are an extension of the original Donkey Kong series. Yeah, totally. And then, like, Donkey Kong becomes something else, right? Yep. Donkey Kong Country becomes something else. Um, but, like, what is what, what, what are we getting out of Versus here? I feel like the Versus... Cause, so, initially, when I was starting my list, I was thinking about, you know, like, Mario versus Donkey Kong, as, like you said, like, Donkey Kong being Mario's original... Yeah, antagonist yeah. and that being like a core part of it but i instead of being like a, i didn't emphasize the original part of it sure. in my list i i a lot of it is kind of like their ultimate in for lack mm, of a better term okay um antagonist uh that that's very that's very interesting i was sort of thinking about it in terms of um like a a mixture of gameplay mm. right because like that's one of the things about like mario versus donkey kong is uh and especially like as exemplified in uh donkey kong 94 that like it is the gameplay of the original uh donkey kong but sort of through the lens of like a more modern mario's move set right more 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 modern mario move set <laughs> Um, so, uh, for, for, for my money, it was sort of a, uh, a confluence of gameplay styles that like mash together in a way that I think would be compelling. Oh yeah. That's it. I am. I think this will make for an, between the two of us, yes. a very interesting group of lists. Cause mine, I think is more, my list is more like the gameplay stylings of the Mario versus Donkey Kong series. Yes, with very good. Other, with different characters. With different characters. Got it, got it. So um, mine yeah. are almost all uh, like this game title versus this game title, but it sounds like yours are all character versus character. Yes. This is fantastic. Yes. I love that we... So I feel like we're like running the gamut. Here. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I have seven. Uh, very good. I have four. Okay, great. Great. I'll go first. Though. Okay, perfect. Uh, and and my 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 first one uh, is uh, definitely this is almost certainly more of just like a kind of like crossover extravaganza, but it's 1080 snowboarding versus Excite Bike versus Wave Race. <laughs> it's sort of the like uh, Nintendo first party extreme sports uh, mashup triathlon style game where like you play as either someone who is a snowboarder, a uh, biker or a dirt biker or a, uh, you know, wave 
racer wave racer thank you um and like they're going to be best at that part of the race but they got to do all three parts Mm -hmm. you know uh and some of them will be like you gotta excite bike your way up to the top of the hill and then uh, snowboard down to the lake and then you know wave race across it sometimes you got to start like in the middle of the ocean and like wave race to you know what i mean like you can uh you you can you can switch it up yeah that sounds like a true like iron man type experience uh-huh and it it all it also just highlights this like what was nintendo doing like why 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 were they so like interested in that like kind of extreme sport for a little bit and we don't get that anymore we don't get that at all like anymore. we get mario sports games and we get mm-hmm. like a wii sports or nintendo switch sports but we really don't get uh nintendo just making a like extreme like a sports simulator right and like uh, all three of these games appear on um nintendo 64 right but uh obviously like excite bike reaches further back into the um the uh the company's history and like for you know like we get all the way to like excite truck on 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 the wii um and wave race has a a, a gamecube version but like 1080 that's like their one and only swing at a snowboarding game right yeah although i guess generally speaking i feel like the video like video games don't you know you have the big sports simulations yeah from you know like uh uh ea or 2k but yeah that there isn't really a market elsewhere yeah like occasionally you'll get a skateboarding game yeah i wonder i wonder if a lot of this comes out of like because sega was doing it for a long time like sega was doing like a sports sim thing for uh, a while, I guess, until uh, just about the time that they uh, stopped having uh, hardware to put uh, th- those games on, right? Like, because right. they appeared on like the Dreamcast. Um, but yeah, so I wonder if that was just like Nintendo sort of like keeping up with their one-time rival, and now they're like, wait, we don't need to, we don't need to do that. We just have Mario play tennis. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, I like that. 1080 versus Excite Bike versus Wave Race. <laughs> That would be a heck of a way to bring back Nintendo doing, <laughs> you know, like uh, sports simulations. Yeah, and a heck of a way to, I mean, specifically, uh, Wave Race is the one of those that, like, I genuinely like. Um, have you tried playing 1080 on the uh, no, I Nintendo haven't. Switch Online? Uh-uh. Um, I don't get it. I can. I don't know how to make them go faster. Um, I don't know how to make them land tricks. I am very, very bad at it. You know, with that mashup, you also know that the... The sequel to that would include like pilot wings. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, that's that. That's my first uh, versus game. That's awesome. My first versus game, uh, taking us in a little bit of a different direction, is Luigi versus King Boo. Very good. A Luigi's Mansion series type Mario versus Donkey Kong. And so, th- what I'm thinking this would be is that Luigi is trapped in a room in a house. That has a central poltergeist system. So, like a house that has a central oh, vacuum okay, system. Oh, okay, yeah. But he's trapped in a room. It's like a, a poltergeist HVAC? Yeah, okay. exactly. Great. Exactly. So, what he has to do is he has to, and I don't, uh, I guess maybe they're ghostly objects because what I think he has to do is um, he has to arrange items in a room using the central uh, poltergeist HVAC system okay. in this house. And then uh, he can send Polterpup out, but Polter and like through the obstacle oh, course, yeah, sure. In order to get 
the evil ghost at the end. Okay, so is it a little bit like a panic room where like Luigi can't leave the panic room? Yes. Okay, and he can only send uh, Polterpup out. Oh my gosh, yes. yes. Because the, the twist... I just watched Panic twist, Room recently. <laughs> the twist to this game uh-huh. is the mansion that Luigi is in. It is his own home. Yeah. It's been invaded by ghosts. Perfect. He's yes. a coward, so uh-huh. he goes into his panic room. Right. And then halfway through, uh, King Boo holds up a sign that says, what we want is in the room. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's, that's uh, Luigi versus King Boo. Um, would it surprise you to learn that I also have a Luigi's Mansion on here? But this one is truly just a joke, and I don't have anywhere to go after I pitch it. It's uh, Luigi's Mansion versus another code. It's, he's basically just sucking up uh, the, the ghost kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's just busting D, so he can't, uh, he can't annoy you with, uh, <laughs> with his poor memory. Uh-huh. That's very funny. Uh, but you're, th- this panic room thing is great. Uh, I wish, because I, I, I was picturing as you were saying um, that there's like an HVAC that it has to be like a high tech sort of like house that he's in, right? Right. Well, I was thinking that like not if it's his own house, it's possible yeah. that he was gifted it by Professor Egad. Mm-hmm. Right? Professor Egad. Was oh, maybe like, he Do you know died. What I'm giving- <laughs> maybe Professor Egad died. Professor Egad is dead. Sorry, of course, I for, uh, just like all good stories. That's how this one starts. Right. Professor, Professor Egad, Egad was dead. dead to begin with. Uh, yes. So Professor Egad is dead, but as his final parting gift, he uh, gave Luigi this very high tech um polter like central poltergust hvac system yes because uh uh professor egad knew that eventually the ghost would want revenge of on course Luigi for of all course. of his um poltergusting well, in the past and the, he senses you know that uh luigi is now uh a little bit more defenseless now that e- egad has passed yeah that's yeah, right this makes perfect sense yep um that's great. Should I do another one? Because my uh, Luigi's Mansion versus another code was a joke. Sure, yeah. Okay, great. Um, this one, also possibly a joke, but I was thinking about uh, how interesting it would be to have to pick a side in this conflict and um, uh, be, like take on a, a different role in this style of game than you would normally. Like, you're almost playing against what you would have been doing as the player before. This is Nintendogs versus Nintendo Cats. Um, so Nintendogs and Cats, uh, you know, was a game that was like a simulator where you are taking care of either your dog or your cat. Um, and what if instead you could take control of one of those animals and have to actually like vie for the attention and care provided by the player? Mm. Um, so if that is like, you're better at learning tricks. You uh, have to like more carefully manage your like uh, your pee meter so you don't accidentally go in the house. Um, uh, if you can like try and do things to make it look like the cat is wrecking up the place, you know, um, just whatever you can to get the affections of the player yeah. uh, away from the other animal. Yeah, that's very funny. And also, you could I like that you could play as either yes. a Nintendo dog or a Nintendo cat. I do, you know, I said that, and I think they're just called cats. It, like Nintendo, it's Nintendo Dogs versus cat or and cats uh, is the actual game. Um, so uh, I don't know. Should we should we be calling them Nintendo cats? Well, are they? I they're just cats. But are they just dogs? Yeah. 
But I mean, like, they're puppies. They don't age. They don't die. And the name of the game is Nintendogs. Uh-huh. And I think they refer to them as Nintendogs. But they don't refer to them as Nintendcats. No. Okay. They do not. Well, then, yeah, I guess it is Nintendogs versus cats. Yeah. Which doesn't feel fair to cats. The cats probably don't want the... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they, they don't need it. They don't want to be, like, affiliated with anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cats are on their own. thing going on. Yeah. Um, no, I, I just... I, I like the idea of, uh, like, turning the paradigm of the game on its head. Uh, and you're, like, trying to earn the affection of the player character. Um, it's just very funny to me. Yeah. I like that idea a lot. Um, okay. My next one... I need to take everybody on a little bit of a journey. I love this. To how we get there. Mm-hmm. So imagine, first of all, let us talk about Star Fox Guard. Yes. Okay, so Star Fox Guard is a game that was released at the same time as Star Fox Zero on the Wii U, packed in with versions of Star Fox Zero on the Wii U, also available, I believe, as like a digitally on its own, yeah. Um, eShop title. And Star Fox Guard, you play as Slippy. And you and his uncle Grippy and his uncle Grippy and you don't I guess you don't really play as either of them because right. it's like a tower defense game. This, is, this sort of is the panic room scenario. Yes. So yeah. you're uh, there are a bunch of enemy robots that are attacking, and uh, Slippy is tasked with um, like watching different monitors and video cameras and like pointing video cameras in the right direction because if an uh, enemy robot is walking through the maze and you see them like on the camera then they are defeated or whatever well so it's not quite as simple as that like you have other resources that you can deploy like the like guns and and, and defenses and the only way that you can see where anything is on the map is via those cameras so like you are checking the cameras uh, and then like placing uh, your resources to stop the uh, encroaching monsters or robots or whatever they are um, uh, sort of blindly except like through these uh, like security cameras. Okay. So that is the premise of Star Fox Guard. Yes. Okay. I agree. All right. So imagine Star Fox Guard, similar to the Legend of Zelda series, having a fallen hero timeline. Okay. (laughs) Yes. The game I'm about to pitch. Yeah. Takes place in the fallen hero timeline of Star Fox Guard. And in this time... So Slippy is dead? <laughs> Who's Grippy? dead here? Okay. In this timeline... <laughs> Professor Egan. Your, your tower defenses have fallen. Uh-huh. And the enemy robots have assimilated Uncle Grippy like the Borg in Whoa. Star Trek. Resistance is futile. So the game, Slippy versus Grippy. Whoa. Family at war. Whoa. So here's the premise. Cyber family at war. <laughs> Each stage <laughs> is Slippy mm-hmm. doing some platforming to, at the end of each level... He's a frog. I bet he's good at it. Exactly. What he's trying to reach is, like, basically another evil robot that he is, at the end of a level, like, destroying, so that way he can return his uncle to sound mind. Uh, that's pretty good. And there can be like a mini game between levels where he's like hacking his uncle's brain. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, and that'll give him like access to more areas where he can fight the other robots. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. It also opens up a lot of opportunities in the Star Fox timeline. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, there are, look, there's, we've done so much with the branching Zelda timeline, uh, and Star Fox has really just been 
doing that one game over and over again. Yeah, right? what happens? What are the ripple effects? Yes. Of, of Uncle Krippy being assimilated by the Borg. Yeah. We don't know. It's a, but, it's a butterfly flapping its wings in the Star Fox That's right. Universe. All of Corneria gets covered with uh, a, a great sea. That could happen, that right? That could happen. And then eventually, uh, you've got Star Fox on trains. Uh-huh. Right? Yep. I'd play <laughs> I'd play uh, Star Fox Spirit Tracks. So, and the way we get there, our path to that right. is Slippy versus Grippy. Right. Cyber family at war. Um, which... Feels like a fun game in and of its own, in and of itself. Uh, but I am, yes, as you say, very interested in getting to this alternate timeline. Um, Mark, my next pick was also a Star Fox uh, as as its base, um, but more like classic Star Fox. And this is Star Fox versus Metroids. Look, there are uh, the the Star Fox guys go up against you know Andros and his uh, minions, and uh, it's always kind of like kind of nebulous like what they want sometimes it's even nebulous like what they are um like they're just like weird little flying triangles but what other spacefaring terrifying uh things are there in the nintendo uh universe uh it's metroids yeah. and space pirates uh like how cool would it be to be and you could even distill this down if we wanted to go like even more basic just like fox mcleod versus uh ridley right like if you are like flying around in space gunning down this giant pterodactyl space pirate monster um that would just be uh i would i would enjoy that yeah it would be fun to see franchises cross over like that yeah uh and, and especially because like uh look we we know how ridley goes against samus right we've seen that dynamic play out a bunch of times mm-hmm Never with Star Fox? No, nope, never with Star Fox. Uh, so yeah, Star, Star Fox versus Metroids. Well, my next one is kind of is related to Metroids as well. Ooh. And mine, it is Samus versus the Galactic Empire. Mm. And by Empire, I mean Federation. I was going to say, I don't <laughs> think they're... Okay, this is like a paperwork simulator. She has to like apply for her bounty hunting license. No, so okay. this, is, this is what it is. Okay. Samus is fed up with the Federation always trying to weaponize Metroids. Yeah. Like, and she is always on the short end of that stick. Yeah. Like, her life has been so messed up. If the Federation just, well, two things. One, if the Federation would just stop trying to weaponize Metroids in secret. Uh Uh-huh. And two, if she would stop agreeing to work for the Federation. Which I don't know why she always does. You're a bounty hunter, girl. Just get some. No one else is paying you? I think she feels obligated. Because she used to be one of them. Right. Okay. Oh, wait, right. be one of. I, I think she feels obligated. Do you mean because she was a soldier? Oh, for them, she's right? A soldier, yeah. Yes, and she has all like the history with yeah. Adam and all that stuff. Yeah. But then I also think she feels obligated after the events of Super Metroid, and you know, like yeah, she has like a mom thing going on. She. But the mom thing is like a motherhood towards Metroids, though. Yes, that would make her even more like obligated to fight the thing that's always trying to weaponize the metro. I agree. And that is where my game, there we go. Samus versus the Galactic Federation, comes in. So Samus, she's fed up with the Federation, always trying to weaponize Metroids. Uh-huh. So she, here, here's an important distinction. So this way it seems less uh, dark. Uh, the corrupt leadership of the um, Galactic Federation are, in fact, space pirates. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. They, there's like a there's like a plant. Yes. Right. Someone uh-huh. who's been in there 
for a long time, has infiltrated every level of government. Got yeah. It. And every and so now everybody knows that that's what's happening. And so the this like head of the Federation, they lock down the Galactic Federation headquarters. Yeah, okay. And so it's up to Samus and her Metroids Whoa. to like infiltrate into the Galactic Federation headquarters. Can she also have some of those like monkeys and that like okay that ostrich thing? Uh-huh. Like, uh huh. So in th- in this way, uh, like assaulting like a single building like that is also a little bit like the new RoboCop. Have you seen the the RoboCop with uh uh, uh Carl Urban and um uh oh, what's her name from Game of Thrones? No, it's good. Wait, there's a wait. Do you mean RoboCop? Judge Dredd? I mean Judge Dredd oh, is okay. what I mean. Yeah, you're right. I do mean Judge Dredd. <laughs> Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen <laughs> oh, that. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Boy, that's embarrassing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's very cool. Uh I, I like anytime Samus can uh I just I, I want I want her to like represent herself. Yeah. Right? I want her to fight for the things that she believes in. And she so frequently doesn't. Uh, my next versus is another two, like, game title one. Uh, Animal Crossing versus SimCity. I like Animal Crossing quite a bit. I like spending time with my animal neighbors. But sometimes I'm like, couldn't we do this on a bigger scale? Um, couldn't we, instead of having ten neighbors, couldn't we have a thousand can't they all live together in a big city that I then have to, like, build an airport for? Uh, I just want to be able to do Animal Crossing on a much bigger scale where then, like, city things happen to my village. So, like, maybe there's an earthquake. Maybe there's a Godzilla attack. Um, we got to worry about having enough roads. We can build a football stadium. Uh, all this kind of stuff to just, like, blow up the Animal Crossing uh, thing from like very small to very big. Do you think it would still have the? It would lose a lot of its charm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so you're no, gonna say? No, I, I I think it would be its own type of game, right? So, yeah. But do Do you think that at that scale you would still have the interaction with like the individual villagers, or do you think this one is it's more focused on like urban planning? I think it's more focused on ur- urban planning, but all of the characters are still the Animal Crossing characters. Yeah. So, like, you may need to court them for individual jobs where it's, like, you're going to be head of transportation. And then you've got, like, Cookie manning the train station, right? Uh-huh. Um, and you have to, like, figure out whose talents are best suited for different offices. Like, obviously, you're the mayor, right? Because yep. that's, like, a SimCity thing and also an Animal Crossing New Leaf thing. Um but yeah, I, I think it, there's still those individual interactions, but as you sort of like surface them. Yeah, I'd like to think about who that that's really fun because it's like, oh yeah, who an animal in the Animal Crossing universe, you know, when you uh solicit public opinion, who would be kind of the I'm thinking of like SimCity two thousand, like who would be yes. the the kind of scolding uh guy with a beard who's like, Taxes are too high. Yeah, Mr. Rossetti. <laughs> Right? Oh, yeah. You know Mr. Rossetti is very libertarian. Yes. <laughs> well, well, always trying to tell you what to do, <laughs> well, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it fits. <laughs> uh, and then I also like that, uh, like, the, is, is his name Mr. Wright, the, uh, the like, the SimCity guy? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that he would also be, um, like, one of the 
characters, maybe even the character that you play as, um, that's like running the city. That'd be very fun. I like that a lot. All right, I'm down to my final pick. Okay. And my, so do you... Let me roll out a joke one first. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a joke one, but it's also like, uh, anytime we start talking about like crossovers or anything like this, I'm like, yes, why are we not doing this? Punch-Out versus Telero Boxer versus Joy Mecha Fight versus ARMS. All of the Nintendo boxing-related characters, uh, robot or human or whatever the heck the arms characters are i don't know <laughs> are they robots are they human are they a big tube of goo um one of them at least is a big tube of goo uh but they should all be like in the boxing ring together right yeah i i do like it it's like super smash brothers ultimate but for forgotten nintendo fighters yes and, but but it wouldn't be like a super like mobile thing where like the characters are like running around like basic sort of uh punch out style gameplay where you are you know determining patterns and mm -hmm. like uh, uh swinging when you when the time is right um so maybe there's only like one playable character maybe you're just playing as little mac or harry from Telero boxer and you're going up against all of these uh, uh opponents from across these uh largely forgotten nintendo franchises oh yeah that'd be that that would be really fun. Yeah. I mean, also, why haven't they done another Punch-Out? It's been since the Wii. Yeah. And it had been since Super Punch-Out. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, do you think it's the... Uh, like? I mean, the... I think they're too hard, right? Uh, For uh, I think they're not, like, super approachable games. That, like, you need to study the patterns of... the. It's, it's less of a fighting game and more of a puzzle game, right? Um, and I think there's just a, a limited audience for something like that. Mm. People like Punch-Out now because they obsessed over it when they were seven, right? And learned all those patterns. Yeah, when we, I mean, years ago on the NES Classic Edition, when we played it, I, yeah, I didn't think it was particularly fun. Right. Just really hard. So I'm pitching a version of that. <laughs> But with all new patterns that no one has uh, programmed into their thumbs already. Okay, my final one. Um, and this is because I've had, uh, you brought it up earlier, but like I've, ha I've just finished another code recollection. I've yep. had another code on mm -hmm. my mind. I enjoyed my time with those games. And I thought it would be, you know, uh, Nintendo kind of brought this franchise back out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be fun to have. Um, Another like a a, a side spinoff in the another code franchise. Um, I don't think this is very this is really like a spoiler, but I guess it. Oh, we're I guess getting it, into spoiler territory I for another code. Kind of is. Yeah. And so, uh, if you don't want to know anything about another code, um, now is your opportunity. Like skip ahead a couple of minutes, so right? You can, uh, get to Patrick's final picks, um. But mine is Ashley versus another, and Ooh. so a, a, another. And again, this is your last opportunity to bail if you don't want to know. So in the game, another is a like device that Ashley's mom and dad worked on. As they're like scientists, and what it does is it can. It was it was designed to like help people with like PTSD. Like it, uh, it can erase memories 
or overwrite memories in people's minds. And uh, there is a plot, there's a point in one of the games where, uh, like, Ashley is basically trying to prevent memories from being overwritten. And so I want to make that a very, like, uh, it is represented in the game, like, that experience, but I want to make that a very kind of, like, literal thing. And so each level would represent, like, a memory. Yeah. And she is has to like make her way through that memory and at the to prevent it from being like erased or overwritten so she has sure so, like the world is like melting around right, her right, as it's right. being, and so uh that is causing obstacles that she has mm. to get around so it's some. a little like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind e yes or yeah. like uh as like you're saying that like things are melting or like fading away a little like never-ending story where like mm-hmm. the nothing the nothing is just like creeping up yep um that's pretty cool is it like a, a platforming game that you're pitching yeah I, like, i'm thinking okay. of it in the style of like mario versus donkey kong sure. so like ashley's climbing on things and She's holding the big key over her head <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I was thinking about, I mean, obviously the uh, the games have like some sort of uh, like philosophical similarity, um, but like if there was room for like an Ashley versus Ayumi Tachibani mm. um, to get like a little Famicom Detective Club in there with the an, another code, um, because like they're both uh, skilled investigators, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I think that uh, Ayumi could, well, but like, then how are they versus? Like, are they competing to see who can solve a crime faster? I would like to see them team up. I would like to see them team up too. Yeah. yeah. This is really more of a, of a crossover kind of scenario that, that we want. Uh, but yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's great. Ashley versus another uh, is, is very good. Uh, then we're down to my final pick, my final versus pick, which is Minish Cap versus Pikmin. Uh, I, Oh, I like this. Yes. So uh, in this, you will play the the role of the uh, minished Link um, walking around all tiny in a world that's so big. Um, and the things that are getting in your way are Olimar and his Pikmin. Uh, and it's just like a constant swarm of little dudes coming after you all the time. And you can cut down like three or four with your sword, but he's got a hundred of them. I like this. This is like Vampire Survivor, but <laughs> <laughs> but with Link it is. shrunk down it to finish size and just Pikmin just swarming just Pikmin him. swarming him. <laughs> And sometimes they'll run by with like an NES controller. <laughs> it like the stay virus in the system <laughs> and everything. Just, I, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I don't know what the objective is. Uh, Link is just there to, I, it's, you know, it's a classic Link thing where it's like, why is he throwing those pots around, right? <laughs> He's just there to like mess stuff up. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, probably just like doesn't even know what's happening. Like wakes up one morning, uh, goes outside uh, and like steps on the little shrinking stump thing. Uh, and then it's just swarmed by Pikmin. <laughs> can't make his way. Maybe that's it. Is that they like carry him off. They, they perceive him to be a treasure. They take him back to the ship and then you like, and get out. Uh, and then the whole game is just trying to get back to the, uh, the stump so you can get big again. Yep. That's very, very funny. Very uh, good. And that's, that, that, that's my final pick. Um, uh, which, uh, this is a fun exercise, uh, sure do wish there was a Nintendo Direct this week. <laughs> um, but next week, should we talk a little bit about what we're doing, uh, next week for, uh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong month? Yes, well, I mean, tomorrow. Yes. Uh, all right, yeah, Friday, 
Mario vs. Donkey Kong is released on the Nintendo Switch. That's right. And so we'll be talking about it next week. Very exciting. Uh, all right, Mark, let's close this out. I would love to hear if other people have uh, uh, examples or pitches uh, for versus games. We did sort of offhandedly mention uh, Alien versus Predator at the beginning of this, and there was a great uh, Alien versus Predator Super NES game that was just like a side-scrolling beat-em-up that I really liked. And I know there's a, um, I think it was Capcom developed, but there was also a Capcom developed uh, Alien versus Predator arcade game that was like, you know, Simpsons arcade game style, like beat-em-up. Um, they should make more of those. More Alien versus Predator games. I didn't realize. I did not realize. I mean, I guess it makes sense that it uh, that those two series from a very early time would be mashed up together. Oh yeah, but, like predating the the movie series. Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't realize that. I think it was first in um, the Dark Horse comics that they like mashed oh, them up that like makes that. Sense. Um, uh, and there is a uh, an alien skull on the ship on the Predator ship in Predator 2. So, like, Danny Glover goes in there to, like, fight one of them, um, and, like, he's got this whole, like, uh, shelf full of skulls. They're mostly human skulls, but there's one alien skull. So, like, at that point, people were like, that's it. Oh, Floodgates funny. open. Now they <laughs> exist in the same universe. We're going to make them fight each other forever. <laughs> Um, all right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Thank you so much to all of our 16-bit patrons, Connor McCabe, Patrice Millette, David Henley, uh, Alias X, and Kyle Seaborn. We appreciate you. We appreciate everyone who is contributing to the Patreon and everyone who is listening to the podcast and hanging out in the Discord. Uh, it's uh, greatly appreciated that you're here doing this with us. We like it. Um, uh, if you would like to join the Discord, all you need to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. We'll send you an invitation. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Apipetti. You can get more of his music by going to apipetti.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening. <laughs>